Hey fam, it's Lexi here to welcome you to the You Can Through Christ podcast. I am so honored and excited you're here. I pray these words give you the confidence to know you can do all things through Him. He is for you, loves you, and made you for an exact purpose for this life and the one to come. Stay tuned to find out. Jealousy, something we are all familiar with. Proverbs 27.4 says, Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? We have all been angry and we've all had fury in our lives, yet jealousy seems to be a feeling that completely takes us over and it can have the power to turn us into someone we just don't want to be and destroying relationships that are meant to flourish. What generally creates this envy in us? Usually it's comparison. Do you ever notice how content we are until we see what someone else has? The number one thief of joy, I would argue, is to compare. Proverbs 14.30 says, A heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. As well as Job 5.2 says, Resentment kills a fool and envy slays the simple. Envy and resentment will literally destroy us. So let's be real. Here I am telling us not to envy, but you could very well ask me, well, why? Why not envy? Someone may have something we desire, and that desire may not necessarily even be bad. Also, what if someone has something you worked hard for, and you may even argue that you worked harder for it than the said individual? Maybe it's a position on the team, a spot in a school you applied for, a position at work, or someone took a relationship that you desired, whether it be romantic, friendship, sibling relationship, the list goes on. There may be times you ask yourself, well, why not me? Galatians 6 4 says, Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Envy is powerful and it's hard to combat once we're there, so the key is we have to catch it ahead of time. The question remains as to how. If Galatians 6 4 says we should take pride without comparing, how do we accomplish this? The answer is contentment, prayer, and trust in God's specific design for our own lives. Hebrews 13.5 says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. God has given you all you need. And if you have desired something that is not yours, hear this. If you have desired something that is not yours, the answer is either that Jesus knows what you desire will not fulfill you the way you think it will or maybe his answer is simply just not yet. When we envy, we are telling God we do not trust him to meet our needs. The only time I believe we can, quote, compare to others is if you are using someone else as encouragement or as a role model to achieve similar goals you may have or to work in the same way they did in order to help achieve these goals. However, this comparison should never lead you to want to be someone else has God literally hand-designed you since the beginning of time with a purpose and task only you can fulfill. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So when we look up to others as encouragement or a role model, it can actually lead us to turn our jealousy into appreciation. It's okay to want that spot on the team, to want those grades, to want a relationship, but do not want it simply because others have it or because you want to be them. Use their example to work hard in the direction God desires to take you 
as, a, as opposed to just working in their direction. James 3, 13 through 16 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show up by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth, because such, quote, wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. I was very convicted when I realized envy is actually demonic in nature. It's not saying because we envy that we are demonic by any means, just that there is some serious spiritual warfare going on when we have these feelings of envy. If you look at it from this perspective, you will be more likely to recognize these feelings and better be able to equip yourself to fight back. The enemy's temptations usually begin really subtle, then they turn into devastation. Jealousy usually begins in the heart, and before you know it, you don't want to be friends with others that you're jealous of, and it destroys those relationships. He may trick you into thinking that it's okay to have those feelings of jealousy because uh, you deserve what they have. The next thing you know, he's attempting to pull apart every relationship that's close to you, your friends, your spouse, your teammates, your coworkers. He can trick you to think that they're against you out of your envy. And you just see where I'm going with this. It can just lead to false scenarios in our head that only destroys the relationships. Honestly, that's all that ever comes out of envy if you think about it is just destroyed relationships, which no one wants. The amazing thing is God not only supplies our needs and the individual we may be jealous of, but God also desires to use the way he supplies both of our needs to build one another up in community. So here's an example. I'm going to be honest with you. I have envied when my friends have found other friends. I'm sure maybe we've all been there. The funny thing is I can honestly tell you every single time I have grown to treasure the added relationship with the new friends I found since my original friends brought them into my life. My fears were always typical, right? Losing my current friend. When God was just trying to add another awesome relationship into my life. This may be a little random, but just kind of on the same topic, um, going kind of if you prejudge others. So if these friends were brought into my life, maybe I had some prejudgment. Um, so one time I was in school and everyone told me I needed to watch out for this one teacher I was going to have. So I prejudged her, but she ended up being one of my favorite teachers of all time. You can miss out on some pretty incredible relationships if you judge people ahead of time or even envy them. I cannot begin to tell you how upsetting it is once you get to know somebody and you've had those feelings toward them. You feel so guilty and you just wish you would have been friends or closer with them sooner. Think even of this. Someone is probably jealous or envious of you and here you are envious of someone else. It is a vicious cycle. I have always been competitive in general in life. School for grades, class president, prom queen, sports... Even when I would work really hard and set out what I'd accomplished to do in these things, I'd always catch myself envying and always wanting more no matter what I accomplished. This is the dangerous human beings. We always want more no matter what we have. We're always going to want more until we realize everything we want is in Christ and his provision. So how does God provide? Deuteronomy 2.7 is just an example in scripture that says, the Lord has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey 
through this vast wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. Okay, we know God provides, but yet sometimes we still have these feelings of envy, right? So when we do it and we all do it, this is what I encourage you to do. I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to thank God for what you have. When I begin to envy and get jealous, I try my best to immediately pray that God takes those feelings away to help me stay focused on him at the cross. And you know what else helps me out? To pray for the person I'm jealous of. All right, hear me out. I hope I didn't lose you. Especially when it's a good friend of yours or a family member that you really don't want to lose that relationship, even though those feelings of envy can be so strong. I mean, really strong. I mean, a friend or a family member maybe getting in the way of a relationship you desired, um, deep stuff like your friends having kids and you're unable to, um, friends getting married and you're not there yet, people getting the grades you want, getting into that school that has just been your dream. But if you pray, God gives you a genuine heart of love toward them. He can change your heart to be happy with them as if you are accomplishing these tasks and these feats. I know this concept sounds crazy, but I can tell you from personal experience, it works. Do I naturally desire to have kids? Yes. When my friends are having kids, does the enemy try to naturally tempt me to become jealous and to look at them and be like, don't you want that? Of course. However, I am active about these feelings in prayer. I ask God to help me love my friends' kids as my own. And you guys, he seriously answers. It takes persistence in many areas of our lives. And again, I will not say that it's bad to have these healthy desires to um, want kids or to get into that school or get that job. But we don't want to add a comparison because again, that's only from the enemy. That's not from God. The answer and the key to a change of heart with envy is prayer. Praying for that genuine love and appreciation of others because when you genuinely love someone, you begin to become just as excited and full of joy when they have accomplishments as when you, you as when you yourself do. Even though I encourage us to pray when the feelings arise in the moment, it starts ahead of time. It starts ahead of time asking God to grant us his view of others, his view of us, and his view of the world and how he desires his kingdom to come because what he gifts all of us and what is going to bring his kingdom to come is going to end up benefiting each and every one of us. So lastly, how do we achieve such a genuine love? 1 John 3, 16 through 18 says, this is how we know what love is. Christ Jesus laid down his life for us. Always comes back to the cross, guys. And that continues to say, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. If you linger and keep your thoughts fixated on the individual and the envy, you guys, that bitterness is going to creep in. What is love and how do we love? As Christ died for us, we ought to do the same for others. Love is action. Words of affirmation are beautiful. They're great. But if we tell someone we love them without the action, the truth isn't being expressed through us. So how do we love others when these feelings of envy can just be so strong in prayer to God to take away these feelings that just so easily come to every single one of us? 
You're not alone if you struggle with envy, and I'm here to let you know there is hope. Lean into this hope today. Thanks for hanging out with us. For more, go to youcanthroughchrist.com. You are loved.